So many of you have come to me and said how much you love the podcast. And do I ever do things like coaching or, um, you know, teaching people how I've learned all these things that have changed my life, changed my business, made me more aligned and happy. And so for 2023, I've decided that I'm going to put together a group of people and we're going to meet for weekly Zoom calls. They will be live. That means no pre-recorded anything. And we will talk about all the things that I did in order to change my business. This is for professional people. It's for, I would say women probably. And it's for, I'd love to do realtors, but also any kind of professional woman who wants to use more feminine energy to increase um, you know, what she makes every year. I went from making, uh, let's see the first year I made $0 and now I've been making consecutively for the last four years, over six figures. And I did that all in one year and I did it in a pandemic and I work less than ever. So I think it's once you get these principles and you figure them out, it changes your whole life. And I just want to share that with you. I want to share it with everybody because why not? Why wouldn't we all want to do this kind of amazing work and also make a shit ton of money? So if you're interested in taking part in this, it's going to start in 2023 and it'll be a four week program, weekly zoom calls. We'll have a private Facebook group. I'll be doing, um, Voxer coaching, which is an app where you can work with me one-on-one and it's just going to be magnificent. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. And if it sounds good to you, uh, just look in the show notes and there will be a link to all the information that you need, or you can DM me the word ACE and I will get right back to you and we can talk about whether this would work for you and your business. So I really look forward to working with y'all next year and I'm so excited. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you soon. Hey everybody. Welcome to my favorite things. It's been a minute and I've got some good ones today. So I'm going to dive right in. So my first favorite thing right now is first of all, I love Lululemon Align leggings. They're amazing. They feel like butter and they're so soft and they have a little bit of compression, but they definitely aren't tight, tight, tight. Like they don't hurt you. And when you take them off, you don't have like indentations all over your body. So that would be one of my favorite things. But I um, recently learned from one of my dear friends, thank you, Michelle, um, about another legging company that, and maybe this is, you know, probably, I don't know. Anyway, love them or hate them. Amazon has lots of great stuff and they have come up with, there's this company, I think it's called like Koala and they sell leggings that look almost identical to the Align Lululemon leggings. They even have a little cell phone pocket and they are $21. So versus a hundred dollars, and they come in all these great colors. Like I just, I got a pair to try and I got a pair of um, like forest green and they're so pretty. Then I got another pair that are bright orange. And I mean, usually when I buy Lululemon 
I just kind of stick to the basic colors because they're so expensive and you really kind of want to be able to wear them with everything. But if you're spending 20 bucks, I mean, it's kind of like, well, let's just go with the freak colors, right? So anyway, I really like them and they stay up really well and they're really comfortable and they have space for your phone. So I'll tag them in the show notes, but I really like these. I think they're called Koala. <laughs> I probably should do a little more research on my favorite things, but I will tag them in the show notes if you really are looking for a dupe for the Lululemon Aligns with the cell phone pocket. I mean, that's worth 20 bucks alone, I think. So that's number one. And um, okay, so number two, well, I just watched a movie with my family, Love Him or Hate Him, Will Smith. I mean, I don't know. I'm not even going to get into that because I thought the whole thing was a joke when I saw it for the first time. But about him slapping Chris Rock, whatever. The point is King Richard is a great movie. It's all about, I mean, talk about the law of attraction and, and really believing in yourself when no one else does and having a great vision. I mean, I just love this guy for his, just the, what he instilled in his children and how he was like, okay, you know what? yeah, you could get a $3 million Nike deal, but I want you to go to church and I want you to learn how to read and I want you to get straight A's or else you can't play tennis. I mean, I love this guy. So anyway, King Richard is a great movie, especially with your family. Like if you're ever looking for a family movie, just to kind of inspire everybody to go be great. So go see King Richard. I liked it a lot. And um, I think it's on HBO Max. I'll try to tag it, but it's a really good movie. And then my third thing is I wanted to talk to y'all about oh, another movie. <laughs> nope. You know what? It's not going to be another movie. I changed out my mind. I, I know I did say changed out your mind. That's something we used to say when I was really little, which is kind of silly. But um, I think what I want to talk to you about for my third thing is that it's spring and I just want you to go outside and I just want you to get some fresh air and take five deep breaths and look at the nature. That's all. That's all you have to do. Um, this is such a beautiful time of year. Make sure you take your allergy medicine every single day as a fellow allergy survivor. And I'll tell you this, I've, I have, okay, this could be my th favorite thing. When you go outside and you get your fresh air, um, I have a new allergy medicine that I've been taking that I love because Claritin just kind of stopped working because I've been taking it forever. Zizel, it's according to my doctor, it's like the best one out because it's newest and it does all the best stuff. So anyway, I'm going to tag it. It's called Zizel, but go outside and breathe and just look at nature and just remember that time is linear and even though, I mean, this whole podcast is about a big change and moving forward with your high school kids' lives and graduation and moving into college and doing all that stuff. But just remember, that's what we see. But in, in the grand scheme of things, time is linear. I mean, in two months, or in my case, two months, and most of you probably four months, your kids will be starting a new school or they will be going back into high school or they will be going back into kindergarten or whatever. And it's all just part of the process of time marching on, which is a great thing. 
and we need to embrace it. And if you look outside and you see that, oh, there were no leaves on that tree a few months ago, and now it's fully stocked with leaves and it's beautiful. And, and that's just the way it goes. So just remember that we're just a little drop in the bucket. I don't know if that's depressing, but for me, that just makes me feel comfort that the seasons move on, nature moves on, everything keeps happening. If you're in a low time, it will not last forever. If you're in a high time, it will not last forever. And that's why we just try to choose to feel good every day, little bits at a time. You go outside, take off your shoes, walk in the grass, breathe some fresh air, look at some flowers that are blooming and just remember how lucky we are to be here above ground. So that's my third thing. Not another movie. The end. Hello, my beauties. It is I, Amy Elkman, your fearless host of the Ace Your Life show. And I'm coming to you this week with a really juicy one. And I've been procrastinating on this one because first of all, I was doing like a little experiment with myself just to see how I could, how I was handling this time. Um, I've already been through this once and now I'm on my second round of this experience and it's very different than the first time. So that's the good news. The bad news is I'm still a little batshit crazy. So I, um, thought I had all these tools in my toolbox, which I do, which is making everything so much better this go round. But I will say I am still feeling a little nutty and that's okay. I've decided that that's okay. And that's what I'm here to share with you. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about when your baby goes off to college. That's right. So I know you all know, or maybe you don't, I have three kids. I have one who's in college right now, my only daughter. She is a junior at, at the University of Arkansas, thriving, living her best life, killing it. Um, then I have a senior in high school who is going to graduate in oh, five weeks. That's right. Not that I'm counting, but yeah, actually five, five weeks in a day. And yes, I'm in it again. It's happening again. And I guess there's just nothing you can do about it. I guess it's just like, you know what, this is life. And this is just an experience that you have to move through. You can't avoid it. And I'm trying really hard in my life not to avoid feeling things. I am a, um, I'm an Enneagram number nine. I'm a people pleaser. I am a let's smooth all that shit over and make everybody happy. And then just shove your own feelings down in your own body kind of person. So I'm trying not to be that way. So I'm feeling all the feelings. Oh, I'm feeling them every day. And sometimes I cry and sometimes I laugh until I cry. And sometimes I just think about how great he is and how much I'm going to miss him. And then sometimes I can't wait for him to go ahead and go because he's driving me crazy. So there's just so many, so many conflicting emotions. And I'm just here to tell you that that is completely normal. So let's just start from the beginning. Um, when my first kid, Emma went off to college and that was three years ago, but really this all started her senior year, four years ago was when I kind of had this whole 
I don't want to say it was a meltdown or a breakdown, but it was kind of that. I mean, just uh, come to Jesus. Like, okay, girl, Amy, talking to myself, what is going on with you? Why are you so miserable and hating life and aggravated with everyone all the time and feeling yucky? And so that kind of started me on this whole journey of personal development and reading all the books and the podcasts and the whole thing. And I've talked about that ad nauseum, so we won't even go into any of that. But that was kind of the catalyst for me starting all this good stuff, right? But I didn't know that when I was going through it. I just thought my life was over, that my only baby girl was going off to college and she was going to leave me forever. And I thought, I guess I thought she was going to drop off the face of the earth and I was never going to see her again, which by the way, that doesn't happen. That is not true. But again, these are the stories that we tell ourselves and everything in your mind is pretty much a story that you've made up that you're just starting to believe yourself. And none of those things happened. In fact, it's been an amazing experience and she's happy and thriving and it's awesome. So, but you can't really know that when you're first going through it. So that's why your big sister, Amy, is here to tell you all about it. Okay, so I started feeling that way and this was her senior year. And of course, you know, I threw myself into everything, like every single thing we could possibly do, her last this, her last that. It was just, it was way too much. Like it was overwhelming and so sad. And I mean, it's just like, I know that it's a rite of passage and I know it's something you have to get through, but isn't everything. I mean, it's kind of like, I don't like holidays and I don't like them because I feel like I want every day of my life to be like a holiday. I don't want it just to be good on Christmas or Thanksgiving or Easter or whatever, or Mother's Day or my birthday. Why can't every day be great? And I have really worked hard to make my life to where every day of my life feels like a really, really great holiday. So when the holiday does come, eh, it's like the same as all my other days. But, you know, I know that the world is set up to celebrate things and I'm happy. I love to celebrate things. I think it's such a rite of passage that your kid has gone through 18 years of, or 18 years in their, in their skin. But, um, you know, 12, 13 years of school and it's a great accomplishment and they all get their diploma and it's woohoo, all this. What I wasn't prepared for is all the pomp and circumstance and all the, this is the last time that they'll ever be in their cheer at their football game. This is the last time that they'll have class together. This is the last by the way, that's bullshit. They all come back over the summer. They all hang out together. They all see each other again. It doesn't just end. Okay. So that's the first thing to remember is that this is fluid. This is life. This is not a race. It's a marathon. So they don't just fall off face the earth. It's just a new chapter and it's really, really cool. But everyone in society teaches you to believe that your life is over and that, you know, you've, or, or this is how I felt. Okay. And that, you know, we should all just be crying every day because they're moving on with their lives without us. And then what do we do? This is how I felt. Right. So I remember when I was a senior in high school, I could not wait 
to go to college. I couldn't wait to get out of the small town that I lived in and meet new people who were more like me and just spread my wings and study what I wanted to study and have more um, time and not be strapped into a school eight hours a day where, you know, it's just, it's like this wonderful awakening of growing up and being an adult and taking care of yourself and being responsible and not having someone tell you what to wear or what to do every day and when to be places. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. So if you look at it from like, oh, I remember when I was that age, how excited I was to go off to college and do all that stuff. Well, then it's a little bit easier to stomach for sure. Not much, but a little bit. And I mean, I remember my dad calling me, you know, on my rotary phone that was plugged into the wall and I would never, I would never call home because I was having such a magnificent time and loving my life so much that I would just kind of forget. And Hey man, this is 1989. Like this is like, we didn't have cell phones. If you wanted to make a phone call, you had to be attached to a wall. And not only that, if you needed to talk to somebody, they had to be attached to the wall in their house. So it wasn't like, this whole generation of texting and FaceTiming where you can actually see your baby's face. I mean, come on y'all. That's great. Like I can see Emma anytime I want on her FaceTime. It's fantastic. Well, maybe not anytime I want, but pretty much the, the rules have changed and we are so lucky that we live in a day and age where we can just have access to them anytime we want. Now be careful with that. You know, you don't want to like, wear them slick every day of college, calling them and bugging them. And you want to give them their space. And I did, when Emma did go off to school, I made a vow that I would not call her. I would let her call me when she was ready. And man, that was tough. <laughs> that was tough. But she does. She calls me when she wants to talk. She calls me when she has a free moment. When she's, she, I love it. She'll call me when she's walking back from class all the time. And it's just like this special little time we have. It's usually on a Tuesday. I mean, she calls me more than once a week, but even if she doesn't, that's okay. I know she's okay. And y'all, this is what you've raised these children to do. For 18 years, you've wanted them to go off and spread their wings and be independent. That is the whole point. So if you've done your job well, they're not going to need you as much. Now, of course, that's what make, breaks everyone's heart. I know that. But, and I'll get into what we should do about that. But I think that the bottom line is you really just want to remember that you've done your job if they're kind of over you and ready to move on. Then you've done your job. You did a great job. They're independent. They're out there ready to mow down this new experience. And you just need to be the biggest cheerleader ever. And that is your job. And another thing I noticed when my first one and this one were graduating and seniors, don't get sucked into the rabbit hole of the competition of where your kid's going to go to college. Here's the, here's the news flash. Everybody, if they want to go to college, pretty much can get in. And they end up going exactly where they need to go. And guess what? If they don't like it, they can quit and go to another college or they can quit and go 
live abroad, or they can go join the armed forces, or they can go get a job. I mean, it does not have, it is not the end all be all. I would put so much pressure on myself, especially with my first one of, oh my God, our ACT scores aren't high enough. We got to get her a tutor and we got to do this. And I'm so behind and everyone else is doing all, they're slaying it and they're all doing all these things. And I'm not doing that. But you are the only one who knows what's best for you and your kid. Not your neighbor, not your best friend who has a a same age kid who's brilliant or who is really artsy and wants to go to this kind of school. You got to stop the comparison game right now. End of story. I did that to myself so bad. My first one senior year, I went a little crazy. And this time I just decided it wasn't going to be that way. And guess what? It wasn't that way. And we had all the reasons in the world for it to be so much worse because my second child is a football player and he wanted to go play football, but he didn't want to just go play football. He wanted to go play football for a D1 school, which is like the only the top 5% of all football players get to play at a D1 school. So yes, he was a good football player. Yes, we knew he had a potential to do that, but that puts a whole new level of pressure on the whole process. And I got to tell you, it wasn't that bad. It really wasn't. We, I mean, first of all, he's an amazing kid. He's super smart. That helped a lot. He had a great ACT score. He has a 4.2 grade. I mean, he's a great kid. So that helped with the recruiting process. But man, it's a whole nother level. Like you think getting into college is hard just on its own. Try get on, getting them to play football somewhere. <laughs> and letting all the coaches see them and you're coming out of a pandemic where it's like all the rules are changing and it's crazy and you know it was just that was a whole nother level and you know what the universe was very sweet to me because with my first one we just we just got her into college she got into she got in she applied at two colleges and she picked the one she wanted the best and by the end of her junior year, she had decided what college she wanted to go to, where, and she was literally signed up by August of her senior year. That means she had her whole senior year to relax, know she was going to college somewhere that she was excited about, that she was thrilled about. They even gave her a great scholarship because of her ACT score. And that was it. And I remember feeling in the comparison game, oh my God, did, was this too easy? Like, should we have tried harder? Should we have, did we do her wrong by not making her go see more colleges? I mean, I remember some of her friends were going every weekend to see a different school and, you know, making a fun thing out of it. And I thought, man, have I really slighted her in this way? But guess what? You do you. You do you and your baby. That's it. That is the end of the story. So Emma didn't want to go see 14 colleges. We kept saying, do you want to go see this one? Do you want to go see that one? Nah, I just really like Ole Miss and I really like Arkansas. And that's it. And those were the ones we went to see. We did go see OU. She really liked that one. And after she saw those three, she was like, yep, I'm done. I'm ready to just pull the trigger. And we did. And it was the best thing for us and our family to just know that it was done. And then that whole weight was lifted her whole senior year. Now I went crazy on other levels, but at least that part was done. So 
My advice is to just remember that only you and your kid know what's best for you and your kid. That's it. So don't compare yourself to all the other millions of people. There is no comparison, period. So that's my little soapbox about that. Now, one other thing I did, because everyone told me to, is to go interview someone to help her get into college. Okay, that was bullshit. We, we met with this 100-year-old lady who was so sweet, who Emma did not jive with, and it was a waste of, you know, however much money we spent for that initial visit. She freaked me out, telling me all the things we needed to be doing that we weren't doing. And so, again, that didn't feel right. We let that drop. I tried it. It didn't work for us. Now, it may work great for you. Maybe you have a kid who is uninterested. And, um, well, then that could just mean they don't need to go to college, honestly. <laughs> okay, well, you know, whatever. That's just, that's another story. I mean, that could be. Not every kid needs to go to college. Not every kid needs to play football in college. Not every kid... You know, some kids want to go to school. Some kids want to go in the military. Whew, that would be a tough one for me. But you know what? For all you mamas who have military kids, God bless you. And I hope you're meditating because that would that would definitely be important if you had a kid in the military. But the bottom line is just feel out your kid. See what they want to do. Ask them. Talk to them. Say, what, where do you see yourself? Do you want to live in the South? Do you want to live in the North? I mean, it's overwhelming. It's a lot of decisions to make. And only you and your spouse or you by yourself and your kid know what's best. So just please follow your intuition. Follow your gut. Don't look around. Put your blinders on and just work it out. Okay, now part two of this. So you've gotten your kid into college and they're about to graduate and you're feeling all the feels every fucking day. And you're hearing a song in the car on the radio while you're driving down the street and you start bawling, crying. That is, I can't even tell you how many times that happens to me. Am I unstable? I don't think so. I think I'm just a highly emotional person who loves the shit out of her kids and I'm going to miss him. He's just, he's a doll baby. And yes, he has not always been a doll baby. And that's another thing that they love to do their senior year is kind of be a little bit of a punk. And I think that that is your kid's way of showing you that they're ready to go and maybe make you, you know, not like them as much as you did when they were four and precious. Um, so that's a natural progression. I saw it with both of my kids. They weren't mean, they weren't nasty, but they, you know, they were becoming very independent and didn't really want to hear all of our opinions about everything all the time and maybe push the boundaries a little bit, which we held firm, whatever. Um, so you've got them into college and they're about to graduate. That's where I am right now. And y'all, I'm feeling the feelings. I mean, like, like I said, I'll hear a song. Sometimes the waterworks come. Sometimes I just feel little tingles. Um, the other day I was meditating in the morning and I just started thinking about what a it, my middle child is such a lover and he loves to hug. And he always, even when he was a baby, would always put his head on my shoulder everywhere we went. And he just loved to squeeze. I am going to miss that. And this may make me cry thinking about it, but I'm going to try not to. 
or maybe I will. I don't know. Um, but the, here's the thing. It's all good. Okay. I'm in an, an even more crazy situation because my son is going to go play football. Oh, by the way, PS, he did get in to a school who offered him a full scholarship to play football and it's a D one school. So that manifestation came true. Yay. Um, and I, I'm thinking about doing a whole podcast on that because it really is a wonderful story about manifestation and kind of an underdog situation. And, but briefly, I will tell you that he worked his ass off. He did. And he was told pretty much his whole life that he was too slow, that he would never play defensive end, that he would never really even play varsity. And, um, he, he showed them all. So God bless him for that determination, craziness out the wazoo. So that's my max. But anyway, now he is in school. We have gone on all the recruiting trips. They were amazing. He found the school that he loves. They offered him a full scholarship and now he gets to go early. Yay. Notice the sarcasm. He is going to school June 28th. So a full two months before most kids. Um, that is what he's decided to do. It is wonderful for him. He gets to go and start summer school early. He gets to live there and work out and train and get ready for the football season. So that's the way football players do it. Does it break my heart? Of course. I, I mean, it's like he graduates May 27th and we leave June 27th to take him to college. So I get four weeks. Like what? I mean, what do we do? I don't know. Anyway, I'm still processing that, but he's excited and I'm excited for him. And so is his dad and all of us, our whole family is thrilled for him. So it's great. It's wonderful. What do I need to do as his mother to be okay? That's what this whole podcast is about. They're fine, by the way. Your kids are so much stronger and more resilient than you think. And they're so excited to go. They can't wait. It's a new chapter. And they want to know that you're okay. They don't really care that much, honestly, because they're so excited <laughs> and they are the center of their own world, especially after senior year that, I mean, you know, they think everything revolves around them because it does, but, um, the best gift that you can give your kid is to be okay. And here's what I think you should do to be okay. These are things that I did. You don't have to do them. They're just things that worked for me the first time. And I'm, I'm doing them again this time. And, um, okay. First of all, journal, I say this all the time, but this is something I discovered, you know, four years ago, three years ago, and it has been great. I have so many journals full of scribble scratch, and I don't even think it, it has nothing to do with what you write. It has to do with getting it out of your brain and onto the page and move that energy out of your body. So it doesn't get stuck and you don't get sad and you don't, go to a sad place that lasts for more than 90 seconds. Did you know that when you have an emotion, sad, happy, um, you know, fear, all of that, it will last for 90 seconds. It is a scientific fact. So if you can just, when you have that emotion, when you start crying in the car, when you get really excited and happy for them, just let it ride 
just hang on for 90 seconds because it'll seem like a really long time. But when you get to about second 78, you're like, okay, all right. It's, 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 it's getting better. Okay. I'm going to make it. Just let it go. Just cry a little bit, laugh till your face falls off, whatever, but just let it ride. So journal journal was my first one. And also let those emotions just roll through them. They will go away. It, everything, everything is temporary, happy or sad or fearful or anxious or depressed, any of that. Well, maybe not depressed, but the rest of them will generally run through your body pretty quickly. So let those 90 seconds pass and go for it. Now, these are the things that I did when my first one went off to college that happened. Um, I started journaling. That helped a lot. I started meditating. And these were baby steps. I know I've talked about this a million times, but these things were just tiny little incremental changes that I made. And this took, you know, years. So I don't want you to think I did all this in the first week and wore myself out. Nope. I just did one little thing at a time. Started getting up a little bit earlier. I, um, I started really taking care of my health. I started walking outside every day in nature, every single day. I started doing some weight training. I started a podcast. Yeah. I started working a lot more in my current occupation as a realtor. I joined a team. I did all these little things that I had always kind of wanted to do, but felt like, oh, I've got three kids and I've got, you know, a part-time job and I've got all these things. I don't have time to do these things for myself. And that's what's great about when your kids grow up and move out is that you have more time. You don't have to take care of them all the time anymore. And even if you have some still at home, which I do, and I still will after this one leaves, I'll have one more left at home. God bless him. Sorry, Charlie, <laughs> literally, you're going to get all of our crazy attention. Sorry. But the bottom line is it's good. You have time to make a dream list. What have you always wanted to do? What have you always wanted to try? What have you always said? I, I think it would be so great to run a marathon. I just don't have the time. Or I'd really like to go get a part-time job. Or I'd like to write a book. Or I'd like to start a podcast. Or I'd like to join a band. I'd like to learn how to play the guitar. I mean, it can be anything. So maybe sit down and just make a list of all the things that you've ever wanted to do. Just free write in your journal, set a timer for 10 minutes and write a letter to yourself. Say, dear Amy, here I am five years in the future and oh my God, it is awesome. Wait till you hear what's going on and write it like it's happened. It's really a fun little exercise and it, it brings a lot of things out of your subconscious when you write for more than two minutes. It really starts to show you what you really want to do. And one of the things I really wanted to do was start a podcast and it took me three years. So, I mean, it didn't happen overnight and I had did a lot of homework and I joined a course. I joined a couple of courses. I got, a, I mean, all kinds of things I did to prep for this, but it was a progress. I mean, it was a process, excuse me, that I would have never done had I not just given myself the space to do it. 
You get time to declutter your house. You get time to spend more time with your honey. You get time to go out and find a honey if you're a single mom or a single dad and you're ready to go explore dating again. I mean, there's just so many things you can do. So give yourself the permission to do that stuff and look at it like, hey, he or she, my kid, is fine. They're doing great. They don't need me as much anymore. What do I want to do? What feels good to me? And just follow that lead, follow those baby steps. And I promise you, I mean, if you had told me when Emma graduated in 2019, that I would be a podcaster in three years, I would have been like, you're smoking crack. There's no way. I don't even know how to do that. But I do. I do now. And it's great. And I love it. And it's like, it's my thing. And it makes me so happy. And I'm just so happy that I gave myself the space and the time to do that when she left. So give yourself the permission to do that because you will just be blown away by what kind of opportunities will come at you if you open up your heart and you just let it go. And the last thing I want to talk about, and I don't want to keep this too long, um, is that it's really fun. Nobody really talks about how fun it is to go and visit your kid in college. First of all, it's amazing to see them, how they've grown and expanded and thrived. And yes, they will still need you. They will still call you when they have the flu. Emma had the flu last week for seven days and she called me 20 times a day. Am I taking the right thing? What should I do? They still need their mama. They always will, but they're really okay. And it's so fun to go and visit and have a whole new experience with that kid on a different level, not a friendship level. You'll never be their best friend, but on a, just a different level of respect because you know that they're thriving and they're doing what they would need to be doing. And they're doing it on their own independently from you. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing. It's really, really, really fun. Go, go for football games, go for, um, parents weekends. They have so many fun college things to do that you can be a part of as their parent. It is amazing. So don't forget that part of the equation is that this is a really fun time. And if you look at it like a fun experience and how fun and easy and light and wonderful it's going to be instead of gloom and doom and my life is over and what will I do with myself now? I think you're going to have a much better experience. So I hope that helped. And if you ever need anything, please DM me, email me, call me. I, I would, I'm going in this with you. So would love to help you and in any possible way I can. And just remember, I'm always there with you. I'm going through it with you and it's all going to be good. We all, or most of us, or some of us, not all of us, go through these times where it's a major change. And even if your kid's not going off to college and they're just graduating and they're going to live at home with you and get a job, it's still different. It's just a different vibe, but it's a good one. And you get to pick what you want it to be. So choose wisely, decide that you're going to make this fun and great and awesome and thrilling and exciting. And then you know what? Your kid is going to thank you for it because they're going to know you're okay. 
because they do, they worry about us. I know Emma worried a lot about me, <laughs> maybe rightfully so. No, I wasn't that bad, but I do remember many a day pulling into the garage, closing the garage door and just sitting in my car and crying for a little bit, just to kind of let that emotion flow over me. And then, okay, I'm okay now. So just remember that it's all going to be okay. It always is. And I am right around the corner if you need me. So have a wonderful day, have a beautiful season. And if your kid is graduating, congratulations, you did a great job. You kept them alive for 18 years and they got their first diploma. So that's really good stuff for you. You should be very proud of yourself. So go make a dream list, figure out what you want to do with the next half of your life. And let me know. I would love to hear all your ideas and stories and what you got going on. So join my Facebook group because we talk about all this good stuff in there. And um, let me know what's going on with you. All right. I love y'all. Bye. Hi, y'all. This is Amy Elkman, the host of the Ace Your Life show. And I have a question for you. How do you feel about the home that you're living in right now? Is it too big? Is it too small? Did your kids just go off to college and you're ready to downsize? Or did you just have your first baby and you're busting out of an apartment and you need more space? Do you wish you had a beautiful kitchen that you could entertain in that has a giant island with Carrera marble and it's all white and bright with beautiful light streaming in all the time that makes you actually want to cook. Well, if you want any of these things, I got you. See, I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm a realtor and my husband is a remodeler and he's fabulous. And he has three crews that can help you really make any dream come true that you want. So if you want a pool and you don't like your little tiny backyard, you. If you want a new kitchen to entertain in, I got you. If you want a gorgeous owner suite bathroom with Carrera marble everywhere that you can have your sexy bath time every night with candles and beautiful music piped in through the speakers, I got you. I can help you with all of that. We're kind of like Chip and Jojo's older siblings, but we're cooler and maybe married. Is that weird? But anyway, so if you want to move, if you want to fix up the house you're in, if you want to sell the house you're in, just give me a call and I can help you make all your dreams come true. That is our passion. And if you're in the Dallas area, we can totally help you. So give me a call.